This show will be available on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher Radio and also available in RSS feed for adding to your favorite podcasting player. It'll also be available to download directly from my website or listen to. And also if you're listening on iTunes, I'd appreciate a rating and review to help support the channel and spread the word about the podcast. Cheers. Although if, if people don't like, they're going straight down into David Jones's locker. So they better click the like button. Is that the is that the outro music? Do 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 do. Hello and welcome to the Sim Racing Perspectives podcast for Sunday, the sixteenth of September, twenty eighteen. I'm your host, Davy Jones, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Chris Hay. Hello, Chris. Hello, Davy. How are you? Not too bad. And thank you very much for joining. Chris, I'm trying to think of how I came across your channel. The YouTube algorithm, I think, is a bit of a black box. I don't, I don't think... I don't <laughs> I'm think always the, up for blaming the al- yeah, algorithm. I, I don't think the, the guys in YouTube even notice or even know. I, I reckon they have several QA versions and several production versions, and they probably go between it. And it's like... It's like um, you hear people talking about how Windows 10 might have code from Windows 95 still there. So. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like that. I think... Um, I'm, I like have... the idea that YouTube's running on Windows 95. I think, I think I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd subscribe to that yeah, idea. Yeah, or, or Windows 3.1 or DOS. Yeah, <laughs> it might, at least it might be more efficient. Now, I'm trying to think of what it was. I think it was one of your mod reviews or track reviews. Anyway, I came across your channel and, of course, I subscribed. And, and I, I like your content. I like your approach and especially like, like your voice. I'm very envious, I must say. But um, that's just a joke between you and I. Now, Chris, I'd like to start with. Um, now you have a channel, and you and you um, you've done some videos on your gear, and you have you have a triple screen setup, and so on. So, can you give us some info on how did you get started in 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 gaming? How did you get started in sim racing in particular, and what made you decide to start your channel? Oh, it's a, a nice nice short question to start with. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I I guess my first contact with uh, what I would call driving games, I suppose was in the very early 90s with the the first Jeff Crammon game, uh, yes. Microprose Grand Prix, as it was called then. I'd become uh, a Formula One fan in, in 1991. Uh, my dad was sort of into it at the time. He's sort of a very passing interest fan. You know, he'll pick up his interest once every sort of 10 years for a year or two and then then get bored of it. Yeah. But it stuck with me. And uh, when we got Microprose Grand Prix and I played it to death, you know, on the keyboard, you know, <laughs> No wheels in those days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, were, yeah. there were some around, but they were they were awful. Yeah, I think by the time we got Grand Prix Two, which was which was my next driving game, uh, we had we had a little wheel, which I think may have been made by someone like Thrustmaster. But it, you know, it's nothing like the sort of thing you get today. It was probably only sort of eight eight inches across and uh, horrible plasticky thing. Yeah, and I just remember playing through lots of PC based sim racing. Well driving games i suppose at the time i don't think i'd even heard of the term sim racing no uh the papyrus indie car game yes. that was great which became um, iRacing it did yes yeah. um eventually mm. uh, yeah so it's quite a long way off at that time i think yeah, well, once, um, once the lawyers had left <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no and i think my my journey sort of went through what i would call lots of driving games i, I went on to consoles for a long time mm. uh i can't remember the actual time but yeah very early project gotham games i enjoyed yes. a lot Project Gotham uh, Racing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah. And Forza and uh, that whole journey. I remember play, I, I played 
R Factor. I would say I played R Factor when it came out. I, I don't think I fully understood R Factor. Uh, yeah, I was playing it on a laptop with a with a with a joystick, so you're definitely not getting the most out of it. No, and it wasn't indeed. really until it wasn't really until sort of ooh, two or three years ago, I would say, that mm. I started. Well, I came across a set of Corsa, uh, and that all of a sudden I had to get a wheel, and ah, then there yeah. were other games, and then there's there's R Factor Two, and there's iRacing, racing, and there's everything, and it just all mm. of a sudden something I'd been doing my whole life had a name. It was called sim racing. Yeah. And there were people doing it on YouTube and they were taking it really seriously. And there were people everywhere that had the same sort of passion and approach to it that I'd sort of had, but yeah. in a very sort of bizarre sitting in my bedroom playing Forza sort of way. And yes. I realized that there was this whole world. And I, and I guess it all came from just an interest in motorsport. Mm. I've, uh, as I said, Formula One fan throughout my life, maybe less so recently, but that's a pretty common story. So I won't go down that rabbit hole. Um and just uh, lots of other categories and driving games for me have always been a way of uh, living out the fantasy, I suppose, you know, uh, it would never have occurred to my dad to take me to go, a go-kart track when I was eight and, and go down that path. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, not, not that we had the money either or any of the other things it would have taken mm, to do that. So, indeed. you know, yeah. Mm. I, I never that's realized a commitment it. and a half. Yeah. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. No ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. I, I never realized I was a frustrated racing driver until uh, I got into sim racing, you know? So I, I think what uh, the second part of your question was what mm. made me start the YouTube channel. Yeah. And I honestly don't know how to answer that question. It was about, I started it at the beginning of the year uh, because I'd been watching videos from the likes of empty box and Jimmy and, and everyone else. Mm. And I was really liking the content. And I think it was just, there was something that they hadn't covered that I thought, you know, what, I, I, I need to talk about that. Exactly. And then I just, mm. started. it just, it just went from there. I really liked, I really liked doing it. Yeah. As I said before the, uh, before we started the interview, Davey, I've got a bit of a background in, in, in sort of media production stuff. So producing videos and, and audio and things like that, I, Second nature is not the right word, but I, I've, I've got some background in that and I enjoy doing it. And it, yeah. since then, it's become a way to enjoy sim racing in uh, in a different way. Interesting. So that was quite a long answer. Sorry, I've been rabbiting on for quite a bit there, haven't I? <laughs> no, because it's interesting because what you said kind of struck a chord with me in terms of how I got started because... I wasn't really a motorsport fan, kind of like as I grew up, I knew about cars and I, I, I think more so from the from the, the kind of the design part of it. You said it was a set of Corsa, and for me it was Dirt Rally. I was playing with a controller, and then I realized I had to get a wheel, you know? Uh, yeah, I think it's a wonderful point where uh, a piece of software using a game, a sim, whatever you want to call it, is good enough that you think, I'm not getting the most out of this. I th This piece of software deserves more. I, I, I need to sort of invest in this. I need to I need to do one better because this is this is brilliant, and I'm I'm doing it badly at the moment, and I love that. I love that we have pieces of software that yeah. sort of drive you to add more to the experience. I mean, yeah. you know, if we all sit and look at our sim racing rigs, you know, if you're playing Call of Duty, you know, no, no one spends that kind of money to play Call of Duty. No one gives up the corner of their room to a sim racing or a whole room no. to a sim racing rig. No. If you've got a big one, do you? You know, exactly, you just buy yeah. an Xbox and a controller and away you go. And I think what, what you said, your, your answer was long, as you said, but it was great because it resonated with me. It's because now, first of all, you said there are people creating videos and I you kind of know how to do that. And then there are people creating content, but you saw they're not talking about this. There's kind of something missing. Hey, there's a possibility there. There's an answer there. And that seems to be kind of the same for me because Billy Strange has pointed out that I kind of do my own thing, so to speak, which is kind of true. 
I have to say, I find it difficult to, to create content. For me, it has to be, and it's literally what you said. Hey, hey, th these guys are covering something, but they haven't talked about this or they haven't talked about that. And that's for me, the driver behind me, I'll say, well, well, somebody has talked about this aspect of something, but they haven't, haven't talked about that, which le leads me on to discussion I wanted to talk about later for example Assetto Corsa like Assetto Corsa being kind of so massive and, and as you said everybody was, was Assetto Corsa appeared in late uh, 2014 and then people started making content about it what I was fascinated about your content Chris was the fact that you seem to know a lot about the history of motorsport and, and cars and things like you were you were able to you were able to one thing I remembered you were able to talk about um I think it was in a, one of the descriptions of one of your videos. You talked about like like a dog box. You talked about a dog box gearbox, and a, I think the old DTM ninety two cars had dog box gearbox, and I didn't know what it meant, so I had to go and look it up so I could try and understand what it was all well, about. Of, you, you know, that's one of the nice things about some of the Sims. I mean, it's a double edged sword. Mm. You, you, I think I think it was for the uh, the prototypes mod. Um, it might have been the gearbox on the Chaparral, uh, yes. which is a three-speed automatic and it's the way that they've simulated it in the game sort of works a bit more like a dog box it's bizarre but this is one of the things about mods and and uh particularly some of the cars in iRacing and, and such they've made design choices about how things should be simulated because we can't we don't have a proper gearbox we've got a we've got a, essentially a, a button pad really that says put it in gear one put it in gear two you know true it's, yeah it's an, kind of, kind an, of analog, fake, really. an analog or a digital input which tells the game okay you're now doing this yeah 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 uh, mm. it, it doesn't simulate the feel of like preloading the gear or whatever some of the other stuff you can do so it sort of forces you to one question what the hell's going on mm. which i find a lot of the time you know you yeah. get into a car and, and well, why isn't this behaving Two, you have to go and look some things up, which I, I always like uh, from any hobby I get involved with. And uh, again, before we came on, I was talking to, to Davey about some of the music production side of stuff that I like to do. Yeah. Any hobby that forces you to learn, to go deep. Yeah, I really like that. I, I love being able to sort of really claw into the depth of things. And that's always been the case with motorsport. So there are there are categories that I know literally nothing about mm -hmm. and uh, sim racing's forced me to go and explore it i had no interest in in modern gt3 racing until a couple of years ago really uh, yeah it just yeah. I, I i watched the fia gt championship in the sort of early to mid 2000s i know that's sort yeah. of become a bit of a golden age for people and i think uh games like gtr and and, and the mods for a set of course that have replicated that era have helped solidify that a little bit but i just never I, i'd sort of drifted out of that world a bit and then because gt3 cars are literally everywhere you can't you know they're on every sim they're the yeah. most popular cars in every sim and yes, if you want to go and race online it's gt3 yeah and of course the competizione is monetizing that in a very niche way but Indeed. i love it now and and, and, yeah. and and getting into the detail of that has really brought more to sim racing for me so yeah Oh, that's that's interesting and it's like i've heard empty box say well gt3's got a gt3 it's kind of like a, yeah. it's almost like a, a cross between a sim racing meme and and, and a cliche at this point and if and uh, if i can say the funny thing for me is i'm not a big open wheel fan now i'm interested and and there are guys like ferrari man 601 bill he's been on the show and he does great content 
about mm. open open wheel and as does Mike from Sim Racing 604 but I said it to my my wife one day it's kind of well I don't know I don't know if if this makes any sense but like I watched I watched a couple of minutes of the Monza the the Italian Grand Prix from Monza on the F, F1 channel and like the cars took off from the start lane towards the first chicane and you go you go right and you go left and they're just so fast and then when you dr- <laughs> yeah. when you drive an F1 car like the the racing studio the the formula hybrid you know like i i i wanted to get the racing studio thing because everybody was talking about it and i wanted to understand the mgu i wanted to understand the tech behind it and i'm interested but even like when you see an uh, you see an open wheel car driving in real life it's just so fast and then when you drive an open wheel car simulated it's just so fast and it It is and it's even worse it's not just fast if you go slowly, you'll crash. You have to be fast. Yes, exactly. Uh, you have to switch the arrow on and you have to push it hard. Otherwise, you're nowhere. Yeah. And I don't know whether... I don't know what it is for me. I can't put my finger on it. But whether whether it's the like a, a GT, like a tin top car, as they say in the States. Um, it's like a tin top car is closer to a road car, shall we say. And you're kind of sitting in a car. And maybe it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the field of view. It's the... Not the field of view, but maybe it's the driving position. You feel like you're more inside a real car. Now, of course, I mean, there's all, all the, the classics like Ayrton Senna and James Hunt and, and you know, all those classic cars. And they're abs- they're all fascinating in their own, own right. And I don't know whether it's what I was used to as a child, because if somebody was to say to me, if you had a choice of car, what would you drive? It would be perhaps a GT3 car. May- and maybe it's just because they're closer to what's on the road or maybe it's close to like the, the kind of supercar things that the guys from um, Top Gear do, you know? Yeah, I, I think uh, my my initial love was very much for single-seaters, particularly as a kid and a teenager and through my yeah. 20s, most of my uh, motorsport interest was in single-seaters, a little bit in the uh, endurance racing side of things. But it, yeah, it was mostly Formula One. Yeah. And I think... One of the best things that's happened for me is over the last decade, Formula One's maybe gone in a direction that I'm I'm less interested in. That's force is probably the wrong word, but it's encouraged me to spend more time looking outside of that. And I've over the last three or four years in particular, I've spent a lot more time going to races for other series. And you know, yeah, uh, that that's been really good. Uh, I was supposed to be at the Sim Racing Expo this week, and a bunch of things happened. And I couldn't end up going. Oh, really? But, you were planning uh, to go? That's interesting. I yeah. was. Yeah, I had to cancel the hotel at the last minute, and that uh, that was painful yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. wallet. Yeah, <laughs> I got uh, I got about thirty quid back on that oh, <laughs> booking. Wow. Oh. So. Oh dear! It's, almost, it's an almost insulting amount of money. I'd rather they just cancelled it for <laughs> for nothing at that yeah, stage. But yeah, oh, yeah. oh well. But yeah, yeah, that would have been my second Blanc Pan race of the year. Uh, I went to the World Endurance Championship. I've been to see some historic stuff. Uh, the the GT Masters as well. That was really good this year. Watching all the the seventies uh, endurance racing cars. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, having a broader palette of motorsport stuff uh, is is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And it has helped sort of motivate me to do different things in sim racing as well. So yeah, and I noticed it comes out in your channel, and I, I'm 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 just thinking now. We had we had Alex Alex Hodgkinson and and George Ortner on from mm. from um, Sector Three, and 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 Alex was talking about the physics of the uh, the ninety old DTM cars, and then. I, I came across something by Gamer Muscle and he's talking about, well, this is how you, you know, if you want to really simulate a dog box. And I was like, what? Sorry, James, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I had to look it up and, and then you were talking about it. And, and, and it's back to, like you said, it's just, it's like, 
in a sim you can you can let's say you have you have a h pattern shifter you can set a corsa for example you can tick use separate shifter so if a car is programmed to use sequential it'll use sequential and if a car is programmed to use h pattern it'll use that but there's nothing to say okay well you actually don't need to use the clutch you just literally you know you, you dip the accelerator and change gear and 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 it's funny because i'm finding out this kind of accidentally if you will it's not it's not I, like i think a lot of people do I, I i watch videos for people driving some cars and there are there are nuances about how they're supposed to be driven that if you maybe uh were more interested in motorsport during that period or watch that particular type of car being raced you'd understand like i, I know oh, very true. little that's a good point I know yeah. very little about rallying so when i you know when i go in dirt rally i yeah i i, I i'm driving very cleanly uh, and, you know, I understand that that's not right, but I don't necessarily understand the mechanics behind yeah. uh, driving quickly in a rally car. And I suspect that's different for people uh, in in circuit racing cars, which is much more my yeah. my speed. Really, I, yeah. I remember watching videos of people trying out the RSS GT cars to start with, and yes. they were really str- they were really struggling under braking, losing the rears because. Uh, and I watched this on several videos where people weren't blipping as they were downshifting because they're like, "Oh, this is a sequential box." It'll blip for me. Well, it doesn't. You have to blip the accelerator, otherwise you're going. Yeah. To, uh, you have to rev match, otherwise you're going to lock the rear wheels, which they yeah. were. Yeah. So everyone, everyone's trying to play about with suspension setups or uh, change the brake bias or what have you to to try and get around the rear wheels locking. But it's nothing to do with that. But there's nothing really in the game that that tells you actually in a set of course it does doesn't it because when it loads up it says uh it says whether it's got auto actually it does on the on the load screen. Not, yeah, that actually that's yeah. a good point. It does. You're if right. If you're not paying attention, if you're not paying attention no. to no, it's loading. Uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, luckily, a set of course has got quite a slow load time, so you've got a bit of time to take that in. <laughs> actually, yes, it, yes, it does. Have you noticed? Have you have yeah. you played a set of course of competizione at all? Actually, yet? now there's a thing. And uh, first of all, I I, I like this. I just I just want to before we, before you do that, I just want to say how quickly does that load? The game's load in seconds. It's insane. <laughs> now I want to get. I don't on... care whether they've sorted the physics or the graphics or anything. It's just the load time. <laughs> now that's the thing. I want to. I want to talk about ACC. I want to unpack that. I've actually bought. I bought a copy of the game because it was twenty five euros. I've installed it and I haven't run it yet. It's, it's not. Very, it's not very exciting. No one's very interested in it. <laughs> I have installed it because I was interested and I want to cover it at some point. And again, but I want to cover it from my own point of view because everybody's done it. Jimmy has done it and Gamer Muscle has done it and Mike has done it and Alex and Sim Racing Paddock. Everybody's covering and and it's very interesting. I don't have high-end hardware, so maybe I'll try and look at it from that point of view. That's one of the biggest, biggest questions I've I've got. Uh, you know, I've had a few yeah, comments yeah. on, on the video, the videos I've done and oh, maybe 10% of them are talking or, as much, or maybe even as much as 20 are talking about Hey, will this run on my computer? Uh, you know, how are you finding the graphics? And it's very difficult for me to talk about it because I've got a, a, a top of the range graphics card because you, you know you sort yeah. of have to if you're going to run VR and record footage and all of that at the same time. Exactly. So I, you know, I, I load it up and it's glorious, and you know, I, I, I haven't really had to turn anything down. Yeah. Uh, and I feel so. I do feel bad that I can't answer that because it's a really basic question. I'm sorry, Chris. You, I'm, you, I'm not going to go and. Yeah. Sorry, again. Sorry, Chris. Just just to establish the point, you have a GTX 1080. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, 1080 Ti. Yeah. Um, oh, 1080 so Ti. You know, yeah. You have. Yeah, you so have, until yeah. until the new Nvidia cards drop, mm. you know that's about as good as you'll get at the moment. Sure, yeah. having two of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I appreciate yeah. that most people aren't going to have that that kind of card. And no, that's the thing. You know, uh, lots of people are going to have that level of card from maybe last generation. So you know, 980. 
Uh, and, and, you know, it was a very expensive card in its day and it was very, very fast as well. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I'm not the sort of person that upgrades my graphics card every generation because that's insane. Yes. <laughs> so well, exactly. so there are people with, you know, a two-year-old graphics card that they spent a lot of money on mm-hmm. that are justifiably asking, am I going to be able to get everything out of this? And I can't answer that question. And that's, that's it's a bit frustrating. I noticed, for example, now I, I admire uh, Gamer Muscle James. I admire his ability because I looked at the video and he just... He did a video and he goes, he goes, you know, he's drinking his tea and having his bickies and then he's, he just, he just went, he, like, it was like a live stream format. He went through the video options and he just did it like that. And for me, it's kind of, well, I would first, I'd have to start the title and then I'd have to look at it and then I'd have to get my wheel working. And then I'd say, well, okay, well, I ha- I'd have to kind of, oh, oh, no, no doubt James had had to run the game before he'd recorded, but I, it would take me time. I think he got early access, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. His, his, his video so. went live at like one I minute past so. five or something. So. <laughs> now, really and it's fascinating because I, now I want to talk about graphics cards and I also want to talk about ACC. And I, I tweeted at everybody uh, the event from the Nürburgring, which was on the Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that live. Yeah, that yeah, that was interesting. interesting. It was very interesting <laughs> because because they were the the one of the teams, one of the Lamborghini teams. Yeah, the Gra- Grasser Racing team. Yeah. Exactly, they were there. Now, the funny thing was that one of the things that that Marco said, Marco from from Kuna said, he said it was what he said it was great. We we launched early access at an accessible price, which it was. It's good value for what it is right now. What and he said actually end of March, so it's April, I guess when it's when it fully releases. As, as oh, well. I miss, I miss. Yeah, I miss, he said uh, that's the thing. Uh, he said spring Q one, and I thought, well, let's talk. We're we talking about April. He said end so of March. The la- the last day of Q one is when they're going to bring it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. He said now he did say end of March, but then and then he also said it's the top top game, like top. He seemed to indicate like top selling game on Steam, and I thought, how sorry, oh. how can that be? Because I. Well, first of all, it's early access. There's one track of one car, and it's very, it's very graphically heavy. And I thought, well, well, I, no, I, to be honest, I didn't look at any stats, but I just thought, how can that be? But I don't. It's know. just me. I bought, I bought twelve copies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must be now. This is the thing. I just like it that much. Um, Super GT. Um, I came across Super GT via Jimmy, and he is an interesting channel. He normally drives in in chase cam, and he was trying it because he wanted to have something new. and And he has a wheel, and he was, and he's very honest. He said, "Now look, I'm trying to kind of trying to do this." And then he commented, um, "I think somebody asked, somebody said, will it come out on console?'" And I commented, uh, "Yeah, they'd be, they'd be. It's Unreal Engine Four. They'd be crazy not to. For example, there are there are other Unreal Engine Four games on the consoles." like Fortnite and so on. Now this is different. Yeah, yeah, but then, so. but somebody else had commented, no, no, they'd want to be like really extreme optimizers to get it working. And then I was thinking, Forza has nighttime, but I think it doesn't have headlights, mm. if I remember correctly. Nicky Team did a video about ACC. It was very interesting because he said, he said from the Nürburgring GP, as far as he can tell, he said there are there is a feeling from the wheel when going over the bumps and the chicanes that you get in iRacing that you weren't getting in ACC. And then he also went through the head Headlight features. You had regular headlights. You had full beams, and then you had this blue light, 
which you use at, at night time. And I thought, hold on a second. I started to think about it after that. If they're going to get it on console, day and night transition probably will not work. Um, hold on now, but Project Cars on consoles Project has all of that. Has stuff, it? It does. It? That's indeed. It, it's pretty much. Actually, yeah, I, that's I, I, true. I'm not sure about those. I'm not sure about the different light modes. I, yeah. I, I haven't really delved into the GT3 cars. Because Project the, Cars the has cars it. After. Yeah, but it's, they've got lights. They've got day to night transitions. They've got weather. What's really interesting for me is that Kunos, every time they've been asked, have said they haven't said no. We're not bringing it to consoles. What they've said is our focus at the moment is on Steam. So yes. they're not saying no, they're not saying yes, but yeah. you look at the way the uh, the menu layout is in the game, uh, it's that common sort of uh, uh, picture frame type mode that's yes. very good for console navigation. I think I agree with your sentiment that they would yeah. be stupid not to bring it to consoles. They would be. Whether that means that it's going to come to this generation, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, or yeah. I can't remember what versions they're up to of each of those, yes. or whether it's going to come to the next generation, whenever yeah. that is. I'm a bit out of the console world at the moment, so uh, I've got nothing really to add there. But I, I, I would be very surprised if Kunos weren't working towards that. Yes, and I also remember that um, Kunos got bought out by this digital bros company. Whoever's sitting on the top of the chain, so to speak, they want they're in the business of making money, and and they're publishing. Yeah, I, that, that's a yeah. fundamental change from yes. from where Kunos started. Exactly, it, you know, exactly. A, a few and guys in, a, in, yeah. in their back bedroom just yeah. making a making yeah. a sim because they wanted to make a sim. You know. Yes, exactly. And and I've watched the guy from SRO. Um, is it Stefan? I think his name is yeah, and, Stefan. Uh, yeah. Stefan. If you think about it, if they're going to be doing uh, the, the Blancpain GT series, and there's also now something as well. There, back to your knowledge, I think you tweeted the other day a picture. Uh, is will ACC also include the Blancpain GT Asia series, which I had also been wondering because that would mean yeah, additional tracks. Well, the yeah, SRO promotes a bunch of different things. I think they promote uh, British GT, which again is the same cars. Yes, uh, the Blancpain Asia series, which is the same cars now. I mean, uh, they used to have the the Honda NSX as kind of a, a sorry the Acura NSX yeah. as a, yeah. an exclusive. That's right. Uh, and obviously that was at the 24 hours of Spa this year. So I would presume that's going to be in a, a set of Corsa Competizione. In fact, yes. I think it's on the release schedule actually, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm getting myself confused there, but I, I would imagine it'll be in the game because it's simulating this season. Yes. Uh, and there's, uh, it's got the the, uh, the international GT4 competition. Yes, and that's true. A bunch of other things. Uh, so uh, yeah, there, there are a whole bunch of uh, GT focused uh, motorsport events that, are promoted by SRO yes. that would fit very well into the format of Assetto Corsa Competizione. It would, and exactly. Mm. You've got to imagine that they're not just thinking, right, we're just going to do the 2018 season for um, Blancpain and, and move yeah. on. That's that's exactly. not, you don't put all of that development time into that particular thing and, and just do. So, uh, you know, they've not talked about DLC and no. DLC is one of the things that makes it's games coming. a hell of a lot of money. It's, 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 it's going to come. Guaranteed. So even if that's, yes. well, I think they've said that you're going to get the, I, I may be making this up. So my apologies if I'm spreading uh, fake news here, but I think they said there'll be a, there'll be an update for the 2019 season yes. uh, of Blancpain. And I think that's supposed to be free. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where I read that. That could be, uh, could be complete rubbish. But so if that's not the plan for, for DLC, they're not going to take the, say the Codemasters route and just release a, you know, this is the 2019 version. This is the 2020 version and just add a yeah. couple of little features. Then yeah. Got to imagine that they're going to 
bring new content to it. And once you've got that engine and everything, then, you know, producing content. Kunos have proven over the years that producing a bunch of extra cars is what they're good at. They're really good at that, you know. And quality content too. Indeed, yeah. I mean, how many DLC packs did they do for Assetto Corsa? It was about seven or eight, wasn't Uh, it? Loads. Seven seven or eight, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, And they had the season pass thing was confusing, but anyway, yeah. (laughs) And now, if you remember, I remember I watched, because I watched a fan, there was an event at the Spa event, the Blancpain event at Spa, and Stefan got on stage and there was a presentation with slides and he talked about they're, they're bringing on a new category which is GT2 yes I don't know much about this yet I I, I remember seeing it but I've, I don't are there any solid details about that or is this just uh, just dangling the carrot for manufacturers but is this sort of aimed at the higher level of hypercars? Yeah, if I McLaren remember, cor- if and I remember like- correctly, I think it's um, from 500 to 700 brake horsepower, something like that. Right. So um, uh, it's going to be more homologated supercars. Yes. So you, you'd expect yes. to see things like, you know, the Lamborghini and the Ferrari and all of those things. Yes. Or, uh, so we don't have any indication yet uh, from the manufacturers what they might be pushing in that direction. But I guess my gut feeling is that, yeah, cars like the McLaren Senna uh, would fit that role. Because there's no point in having, you know, the 650S in GT3 and then a 650S GT2 so much as there. I know, I know Ferrari do that with GT3 and GTE. Yeah. And, you know, a, a, a few companies do that, but yeah. they're not normally directly competing against each other. Yeah. It's rare that yeah, it's rare that you'll get the same car in two categories in the same race because that's well, yes. other than that professional amateur and things like that but it's a real question about where they pitch this gt2 they could be looking at it to sort of hark back to the 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 sort of good old days of the early 2000s fia gt championship where you had the gt and ngt cars the ngt cars were yeah. things like the ferrari 360 and the porsche 911 which i guess are very very similar to the current GT3 cars. And then you yes. had the, the the top GT class, which were, you know, things like the Lister and the Ferrari 550 and all of those things that are in the RSS GT pack and we're in GTR2 and the, you know, all of those cars everyone loves. So um, I, I must admit, I haven't done a lot, great deal of reading on this. Uh, you know, it hasn't really, things that are heavy on details haven't popped up in my feed and yeah. I haven't really gone looking but for it's them. Com- it's coming anyway. And I guess from, from Stefan and FR, SRO's point of view, it's either manufacturers are looking for it or there's, they've noticed, hold on a second, there's a series of cars here. There's a series of chassis here which are race ready. We can make a series out of this, you know? A- absolutely. I think the the other uh, thing, the parallel, of course, is the Super GT, where they've got the GT300 cars, which are the GT3s, and then they've got the much faster silhouette cars in the GT500 um, class. So having a, a European version of that makes a lot of sense. I know DTM mm. has sort of lost the interest of manufacturers now and is sort of floundering a bit. But It is having, a bit, yeah. Having multi-class GT racing can only be a good thing, in my view. So, And, you know, you, you look at the way SRO have gone about their business over the last uh, last few years, and they seem to know what they're doing. So I have a reasonable amount of tr- I have a good, a good amount of trust for what they're doing. Yeah, they seem to be running a very well organized and tight ship. And and you see, for example, at the at the Blancpain events, you'll see John Watson was on. John Watson is even commentating on Indeed, the event, yeah. uh, which was amazing. And John was there, and you'll always see first race events. John Watson will be talking to Stefan. Well, he'll talk, and sorry, I have to go because he's doing his thing at the European events. He's there at the Asian events. He's there, mm. so so they're definitely um, running a tight ship now. For you talked about the DLC in the series, maybe, and it, it had occurred to me 
ACC could perhaps be like a, like a race room model because race room have content from official series which is tightly controlled. You buy the content as packs and then they'll have official competitions representing the uh, the official series like the WTCR. So maybe ACC will be will be that kind of model. What do you reckon? I, I could certainly see something like that. I mean, if you're mm. going to get DLC for ACC, I think it's going to be uh, you'll get the cars from this series and the tracks from this series for this year and it will it will be a very tightly controlled you know it's licensing uh yeah. that was one of that was one of the things that uh you know I, I i don't want to go too much into what happened with gtr3 a few weeks ago and the big story that blew up about them having the, the wec license because i don't want to get us into legal yeah, trouble we, I mean, we, talking no, about things. We actually but, we talked about that in the previous show with uh, gamer muscle and with yes yes, yes Mars, no, so. i remember but well one, one of the things there that, that that really struck me as bizarre was that it, it never made any sense to me that that they'd secure the license for the world endurance championship no, because all the no. details they put out you know you had cars from imsa and and super gt you had lots of stuff that clashed with their license and you know i've been involved in some licensing agreements in in the past in a professional capacity and this stuff is really tightly controlled the only way that sro or the fia are gonna license uh, something like that their ip that they've sat and developed over years is if they have a say in how it's displayed uh and if stage one is putting a picture of an imsa car to display their products then that's a that's a really bad sign yeah. but anyway like, yeah, as I, said, I don't i don't want to get into that because exactly. i would get myself in a lot no, of but it, you know, but it comes <laughs> down to well well if you have screenshots and trailers which cars do you include you're not allowed to wreck the cars you know there has to be at a certain livery it has to be a certain angle no you're i mean look look how long it took for porsche to come back um i said the course of kuno Sim- simulazioni had the the ferrari content and then they had porsche mm. and people were waiting for for sector three race room to bring porsche and back to a set of course of competizione, if I may, people were talking about it. And I was surprised the amount of content that the people were creating. But as, as James said, I, I made a kind of sar- sarcastic comment on J- one of Gamer Muscle's videos. And he's like, well, you know, James being James, shiny, shiny, new, new. It's a great way to get <laughs> um, to get views, which is true. And, and indeed, I should have probably created something myself. But it's only GT3 and it's, it's only these cars and these tracks maybe the, i assume there's not going to be the nurburgring nordschleife unless they have like the vln kind of thing which which race room is kind of already doing so to speak so there's only going to be these cars and these tracks and no mods would there be a risk of people getting bored or i'm interested to see like let's say six months and nine months from from now like where it will actually be and as you said going forward They'll release DLC content for like for like the Blancpain GT series for 2019, and perhaps also GT4 and maybe later even GT2. It, it might be very limited in terms of the content they have, but it is official content. But if it's very tightly controlled, the people who want good racing, good ranked racing, you know, in in cars that many people are interested in, ACC will be the place to be, won't it? I think I think so. Uh, you made mm. a comment earlier on uh, during that saying that you know there's there's a danger that people may get a little bored, and the thing uh, I keep coming back to with that when I see comments like that, and I think it is a valid uh, a valid suggestion, but I think if you look at iRacing and you look at the races that always go official in iRacing, it's like obviously you know, r- rookie Mazdas and things like that, but if you look at the really populated stuff, it's all the GT3 cars. Yes. You look at the, some of the more interesting stuff, uh, you know, the the, mm. the, the the 80s Formula One car and uh, the Camel GT stuff, which uh, I, I wish was much more popular. 
Uh, yes. They're just not. They don't. They don't have the numbers of people. I mean, perhaps that's because only having one prototype and one uh, GTO car in in that particular series is very limiting. But mm. uh, people love GT3. You know, you go go and look at uh, the Assetto Corsa lobbies, and they're all GT3 at Spa. You look at the <laughs> Project Cars that's two true. lobbies, and most of them are GT3. Most of them are GT3 yeah. at Spa. Some of them are yeah. at Monza if you're lucky, but yeah. <laughs> it's mostly Spa. So. I, th- I think the idea that people get bored of GT3 is wishful the thinking from yeah, people like myself yeah. that may prefer a more wider breadth of content. But the way I look at it is that I play five, I don't know, five or six Sims fairly regularly. I swap in and out between. Mm. Uh, sorry, sorry, Chris. Can you list which ones are those exactly? Because I want something oh, I um, to ask you. Okay, go on. Yeah. So um, I, I, Assetto Corsa, iRacing. Mm-hmm. A bit, a bit less so. I, I, I keep sort of stopping and starting with iRacing. I'm sorry, how much con- uh, may I ask you, how much content now do you have in iRacing? Because the reason I ask you, because I, I, you meant, and you said it just now that, that I've no, and I've noticed people comment, I bought a certain car and then I can't race it because nobody's racing it. So what content <laughs> did you actually buy, might I ask? Uh, I haven't in bought into too many different series. As I said, I, I, I stop and start with iRacing, but it's, mm. it's the track. It's the tracks that get you because obviously every season they rotate out tracks. And even if you only do it, you know, I'll do a few races this season, I'll do a few races the next season. You end up with a collection of 30 or 40 tracks, which are 10 bucks a track. Well, you can do the maths there. So yeah, yeah, it obviously does become, it's expensive. Yeah. It is. It is, but they're excellent. Mm. You know, there's there's okay, some tracks are yeah. than others because they've been done only, but it's not like, you know, going and getting yeah. a, a dodgy Assetto Corsa mod that was a rip from, you know, Race 07 or something. So you know, at least you know you're getting a, a really quality product. Um, yes, that's I, true. I don't, no one gets mm. into i I don't think anyone gets into iRacing and then thinks, oh God, this is really expensive. People go in knowing what it is so if, do. if you don't want yeah. to spend the money yeah, up yeah. front then there are lots yeah. of other sims for you so as i said you know yeah. i play a set of corsa and r factor and race room and, and and pretty much all all of the major sims i play and, and the point i was sort of meandering towards earlier was that if a set of corsa competizione doesn't have group c cars in it oh well i've got a set of corsa which does a really good job of uh, having uh, those group c cars from the, the sort of early to mid 80s especially with some of the mods and tracks from that era okay yeah some of them have to be rips and stuff uh, which again yeah. we'll not get into because i get into trouble i think we've got such a great selection of absolutely brilliant racing simulators that yeah. i'm glad that some Chris, of them are ni- yeah. yeah absolutely yeah it's good it's that growing some- and growing and growing yeah. yeah it's great that some of the racing simulators are niche because we don't need yeah. five different project cars to or five different assetto courses where they all try to do everything assetto course is great i love assetto Corsa, but two-thirds of the content doesn't interest me or i don't particularly like after i've driven it or i've only driven it once or whatever and yeah, you know so there are certain yeah. series that it's really really good for because it's got lots of content but only having you know one car in ones you know like one 1970s or mid 70s f1 car oh, it's got two it's got the lotus as well officially hasn't it but you know mm. but they're completely different sort of eras of f1 car so they're, they're, they're very different pace so it's sort of got the iRacing problem a bit there so where say a set of course is really good is it's got lots of gc3 cars and it's got a decent amount of um group c cars and it's got those early 90s dtm cars and things like that. so you can go and sit and race those series in that and then race room does uh it, it's all series so that's all very good but you know some of the series are more interesting or better than others so there's a bunch of things content i'll race that in is there. true and that's then you go true, you know, yeah. then you go into our yeah. factor which is sort of my go-to um uh, thing at the moment for playing with gt3 and gte cars since the uh, since the endurance pack came out uh which the cars are excellent I mean, that's been the main issue yeah. I have with R Factor 2 
is nothing to yeah. do well other than the UI, which is designed by a man with crayons. I can't believe anyone... Did t- you know, by the way, hey, did you know that Gregor Hutu yes. is actually re- working on the on the UI for that? Did you know that? Is he? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't yes, know. That's, uh, he is. That's, it's nice It's, ni- it's nice that uh, the, the uh, sim racers working. I mean, they're all sim racers, aren't they? That's, that's a horrible thing to say, isn't it? But it's nice that someone from the sort of community is uh, has their input on that. That's a, it's very good to know. Uh, and that's that's one thing that don't, obviously needs some work. But no, the thing that frustrates me or has frustrated me about R-Factor 2 is the same thing that frustrated me about R-Factor 1 and a bit about Assetto Corsa, which is lots of the content, because it's mods, is awful. And it's a case of wading yeah. through what works and what doesn't work. And that's part of what motivates me to do the sort of videos I do, particularly for the Assetto Corsa mods, is that, yeah, oh, when I find something I like, and I want to talk about it, I want to share that, and yeah. I'd like other people to see that that I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I would ask a silly question. Why on earth does R Factor 2 have have the integration with the Steam Workshop when I said the course doesn't? Why is uh, that? Yeah, I think you'd have to ask someone at uh, Studio 397. <laughs> I, I had no yeah. idea. Um, yeah. it's Because it's it works so well. Mm. It does. It mm. does. Um, but you can have content removed from the Steam Workshop, can't you? I think there's some terms and conditions you have to sign up to that may put some people off. Um, don't forget some of it, uh, I assume a lot of the mod content is conversions from, well, R Factor 1, but they're different companies now. There's some, I don't know if there are some legal aspects there that maybe have, that, that haven't necessarily been fully explored, or if they have, I haven't seen it. So yeah. It, yeah. Where, whenever you go onto a platform like Steam, uh, it's all going to be squeaky clean, hasn't it? Whereas yeah, yeah. one of the That's nice true. things about Seto Corsa is that if you want to drive a ripped track from somewhere else, in the privacy of your own home with no one watching, then uh, it's you it's, can do it. You yeah. can do that. That's your choice. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't advocate that sort of thing, but you know, if yeah. if that's the only source of a track, then that's the only source of a track. I guess I was thinking of it from the just the usability point of view because I did a starter guide for R for R Factor Two because I just saw there wasn't anything like that, and I just wanted to kind of. No, I, I really, I really like your starter guides, Davy. I, 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 so, I think I said to you, I don't have the patience to go through and, it, you know, it's it's a lot of detail you need to note down. Thank you very it. much, by and the way. A, yeah. a, to, you know, to produce a twenty-minute long video, I say right, okay, this is this is how you set this up. Then you have to set up your wheel here, and here here's the graphics and all that. It's like, oh god, the idea of setting and and planning all of that out because you have to plan it out. You you know you. I, I've seen the way you're doing it. You're not just looking at the screen and going, oh, and then this option does this. And, and the funny, do you know what, Chris? It's funny because it it's so time. And you've, you've hit the point exactly. You've hit the nail on the head, as they say. I have tried to just sit there and record myself. And then I go, wait a minute. I can't because this links to that. Hold on a second. And then I realize, and I'm working on one. I'm working on another starter guide and it's a monster. Um, you, you say you said Gamer Muscle did the sort of live stream uh, graphics options things. He did that really, really well. But when you get into he something did. more comp, he did. Uh, you know, uh, hats off. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I, really and I admire him. Yeah, just yeah. you just miss mm. bits, and you end up mm. talking about options that don't really matter and things. Like that. It's not my area of expertise. I don't, you know, as I said, that side of things. Uh, the thought of doing it drives me kind of mad. So <laughs> I'll leave them to you, Davey. And back to back to ACC, I definitely think from a business point of view, like for somebody like Marco was on stage at the Nürburgring, it doesn't make sense for them to have ACC. Now, of course, they want to have officially ranked racing and they're representing SRO, they're representing the brands. We've talked about this already, but 
they're not going to want they're not going to allow that game just to be on Steam there's no way and they're going to have a I won't say a dumbed down version but they're going to have some kind of version at least for the base PS4 the base Xbox One which can be ran with a controller because they did it they did it for a set of Corsa I don't know how successful it was but I mean there are people well, on may, console maybe I can weigh in on that because I think I've got mm. it's a question I get asked a lot because I quite often yeah. tell people that ask about Oh, you know, can you get this mod for the console or whatever? So, well, I actually, I first picked up a Seto Corsa competition. Uh, no, I said Corsa competition. I first picked up a Seto Corsa for the PlayStation. Oh, did uh, you really? Yeah, oh, I, I, uh, the graphics card had died in my PC at the time. And I, oh, really? I think it was when Formula F1, uh, I bought one of the F1 yeah. games anyway on the PlayStation on yeah. all. And I was really liking it. So I bought a, a wheel. Yeah, because I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm getting pretty good at this on the controller. Let, let, let's do this properly. Yeah, and then I thought, yeah, this, you know, this is this is a good game. I'm enjoying the career, but you know, it doesn't feel like driving a car. You know, as I said, I'd had some experience from R Factor and back in the day, and I, I really I knew there was more out there, so I went looking. And yeah, Project Cars Two wasn't out at the time, and you know, I think Project Cars One was, and everyone said it was buggy and horrible, and leave it alone. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, so I just went, oh, oh all right, a set of course. People said that's great, and it, I think it wasn't long after a set of course uh, had been released on the PlayStation. So I think that probably would have been in 2015. The main problem with a set of course on the console is that you can't get the mods. All the, it's yeah. got all this great content. It's got all this wonderful content. But then you go on the internet and you type in a set of Corsa and a video comes up from Jimmy Broadbent driving this amazing mod and having the time yeah. of his life and doing this amazing commentary over the top of it. And you think, I really want that. Oh, yeah. you can't do mods yeah. on a PlayStation. Well, that's going to cost me some money, isn't it? And, and, yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Mm. So the experience of a set of Corsa on the PlayStation, and I went back to it recently um, just to, I, I, just to sort of... How, sorry, Chris, if I might ask you, how is it then on, on PS4, for example? What field of view are you using? Like, at, uh, what frame rate? Hit the, you've what? hit the nail on the head right there. Um, yeah. Field of view is the biggest issue, not because it's on a PlayStation, yeah. but because you're sitting in your living room and you've got a you know 45 or a 55 or a 75-inch TV or you know depending on what size of manor house you live in, and you're yeah. sitting across the room. And, you know, I, I was finding a real, real trouble to start with getting the sense of speed, right. And I remembered field of view from back in the R factor days and trying to set that up on a laptop, which didn't work very well either. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, no, it wouldn't, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, I've got the correct field of view set up, which when you're on a 55, uh, 50 inch TV or whatever we've got sitting across the living room looks absolutely wrong. You know, your wheel is like a tenth of the size of the one on the screen or whatever. The whole experience yeah. is awful. But once yeah. I, you know, I bought a wheel stand and so oh, sod it. I'll, I'll get a chair that's about the right height. And once you, you sat yeah. in front of the TV, uh, you know, move the coffee table, don't piss off the wife, uh, you know, the usual stuff. Yeah, um, I know. It I've was been sort of, there, yeah. Mm. It's it's okay once you're there. Yeah, the frame rate's not as good as you get on a PC. I, I, I don't know what it's locked to. I assume it's locked to 60 uh, and it's sort of fine. But On PS4, I, at least, at least I think it's 60, isn't yeah, it? So? I would have thought so. That's what they'd aim for. Um, I mean, it's not yeah. the most graphically intensive game in the world, but I think the, the issue... With, no, it's not. No. You're, um, you're limited to 16 AI cars. Uh, and I, I know people that, uh, familiar with the set of course of people particularly those that have used uh mod tracks that allow more cars than the sort of standard 20 22 24 whatever it normally is yes. on the tracks yes with lots of garages sort of start to realize that the big issue with the set of course is how much ai uh uses your cpu so yes. even, even on a high-end cpu you know um uh when i first went across to 
to AC on the PC, I had a 4790K and i7 47, which was a very high end gaming. Um, yeah, yeah. Thing. I bought it as a music production PC and I just wanted a really fast multi core processor. So, mm. you know, as it turns out, great for a Seto Corsa. But even then, you know, you can still get the 100% AI, you know, uh, you can get, get the 100% CPU usage warning come yeah, up. Which, which I have had many times and have looked into it. And some people had said it's related to force feedback. So if you maybe, if you use the half force feedback update rate, blah, blah, blah. But I still get it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's uh, you know, force feedback sounds plausible in the sense that that's going to use a lot of yeah. very, very quick yeah. um mm. Uh, and constant CPU access, but yeah, I think I think the, the the AI seems to be the defining factor. You know, you, if you turn the number of cars down, it generally goes away. Yes, which is does. no fun That's if you want to do forty cars at Bathurst or whatever. No, know. and I, I think it's a limitation of, of the engine they've been using, which is also perhaps a reason why. They're moving to um, Unreal Engine 4 and so on, but that's another topic. But, I think they're um, just doing it for the pretty lights, aren't they? Yeah. But how <laughs> is the feeling? Uh, in Sorry, if I can ask you, on the PS4, can you slide, like, if I want to select a field of view of 35, 40, 45, can I do that on PS4? I can. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, I can't remember if it did it in uh, degrees or not. Uh, it's a while since I've done it. But you can change the, mm. the field of view angle, change your seating position just as you can in the, oh, yeah, cool, in the yeah. game. There, there, yeah. there, there are tweaks for that sort of thing. It's not perfect. It's it, it. I wouldn't call it dumbed down. I think that's the. I, th- I think that's the takeaway. Assetto Corsa was quite cleverly adapted for for the consoles. I think I, I've never tried it mm. on a, a box, so I can't. I don't know if it's the same, but I would assume it. It is yep. a very similar yep. experience. Yep. And knowing what I know now about what sort of program it is and what's going on in the background, yes, there's a lot of stuff missing. Yeah, you can't set up all the clever race stuff and the all the pre, particularly with content manager and the sort of stuff you can do there. You know, you can't oh, do multi-class yes. racing in it. You can't say, I want this particular oh. skin on the car. You can't do all oh. of it. There's lots of, uh, there's lots of little weird bits that you can and can't do. Some of which I'm probably getting wrong now because it's been a while. So um, mm. my apologies to yeah. everyone if I'm talking rubbish. But yeah. most of the things that you can't do aren't important. And I seem to, I remember, I can't remember who it was from Kunos, but they clarified that the driving model engine's the same and the way the tracks yes. rubber in the same. So in yes. theory, lap times should be pretty similar between the uh, the console version and the uh, PC version. So it, yes. it seems like a reasonably comparable experience. I mean, I certainly don't remember, other than going onto the PC and just being able to tweak things and get mods and uh, have mm. more control over it, I don't remember thinking different game. It was just like, oh, this yeah. is the thing I've been playing for. I mean, I want to be clear, I only did about, six weeks on the playstation before i was like oh no yeah. this is too this is too good for me to be yeah and you wanted more with. basically yeah. i wanted more yeah. you know i had a wheel yeah uh, i had mm. a computer uh that mm. yeah, the graphics card had died in and i'd had to go back to a really old card that i just had lying around because i you know, i've never been a huge gamer on the pc sometimes you know sometimes i'd pick up a new card so i could play something like you know battlefield 3 when it came out i enjoyed that mm. for a bit but i've never yeah. been massively into pc gaming uh, not since i was a teenager anyway so mm. yeah i just put in a several generation old card and was using it as just a computer you know as i said i was doing a lot of music editing and stuff on it and yeah it just needs to be able to display the screen then you know i don't care about yeah. frame rate for that, that is so. true yeah, I, I think yeah, PlayStation PlayStation experience is, is very good, and I would expect a set of course to be to be sort of fine. I'm sure they would optimize it well, as you said. Other Unreal Four games are on it, so yeah, I, th- I think that's sort of something. Right. I think they will. I think, and on the on the back to AC on the PS4, is the force feedback is it is it is it comparable? Is it okay? I mean, I think yeah, it's it, I've not done any back 
happening this is the problem i you know uh, all of these questions i'm sort of reaching back into you know a few years ago for my real experience mm. of it and then you know it doesn't say, matter at this point now anyways so. yeah i mean it, I, I, no. I guess it doesn't yeah. but yeah. It, it was similar. I thought the force feedback was great, but my point of reference at the time was coming from, you know, F1 2015 or 14 or whatever it was I yes. was playing before mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, but I don't remember jumping from PlayStation version to the PC version and thinking, Oh, this is much better. I just, it just felt the same. And at the same time, you, of course, you were, you were kind of still learning. And, and I was, yeah, I, I'm an yeah. unreliable witness. I'm definitely an unreliable witness. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of opening Pandora's box when it you is, start yeah. on, on, on the PC side and there's so much choice. And might I ask you, um, and I, I'm, I was just thinking, I mean, everybody's been covering ACC now. So, I mean, everybody has done, okay, this is how it feels. This is how it looks. This is dry weather. This is wet weather. Now we're racing against the AI. And there's not much more they can do. So I guess they'll wait for the next release. With the, the, this new, is, this is the rub, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There'll be like a new new track, a new car, and then there'll be a, It'll start a all over again. Once a, a month, once a month until <laughs> until March, we're going to get uh, three or four yeah. days just being bombarded yeah. by AC. So be I'm just as guilty. Yeah. You know, I did I did my yeah. review video and I did uh, just sort of, oh, here's some optimization sort of tips because here's some common problems people are having just to sort of help people out. But I've held mm. fire since then uh one because i quite fancied a day off yesterday which was which was quite yes. nice so the, <laughs> yeah uh and two just because everyone else was like oh you know here's a race in the dry here's a race in the wet here's a you know it doesn't need a fifth or sixth or tenth video on youtube of nurburgring no. in a lamborghini in the wet so I, I can't bring anything to that no one else has and it sounds like that's your sort of approach as well yeah you know, I, 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 I like to find yeah. my own sort of uh take on things so yeah and and i also i don't want to try and do something that in, in my heart i kind of can't do or don't want to do <laughs> if i can put it put it that way because i don't know i i just somehow for whatever reason i just i just uh need time to kind of come at it so and i guess so it'll be the you know the next release the next update i mean i think even um william marsh had done a video on on the patch that he yes, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. But something like that. But like, so it, I guess in between, I mean, it will be the regular rotation. So I guess people will, will like that like Gamer Muscle will continue streaming in a set of Corsa and he'll have he'll have his streams and, and, and Jimmy will do content. And I guess until ACC comes version one at spring next year, I guess it will be a rotation between whatever titles they have been playing on for YouTube, which is, of course, a set of Corsa. And then in between that kind of following the development of 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 a set of course of competizione because it's still so early days isn't it yeah what so, are we all going to talk about in q2 20, uh, 2019 that's a good that's a good question <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll know more about gtr3 then <laughs> yeah perhaps william Marr suggested in the previous i think it was william suggested in the previous episode that that um acc like once they have the unreal engine figured out for the sim physics and the force feedback and so on that maybe that could be the precursor to a, a, a set of Corsa 2 I mean Marco actually referred to it as a set of Corsa 2 well do you know what's really he, I, in the Steam yeah. if you go into the Steam folder uh, yeah. and look at the file structure it calls it a set of Corsa 2 
Yeah, and George Ortner actually noted the same, which was which is kind of interesting. And I think from a production point of view, Kunos themselves, I think they see it as a kind of an AC2 because it is internally for them the next project. I mean, you had you had Netcar Pro and then you had the they had the content they did for Ferrari, I think it was. Yes, and then you had, had the, the you know, so the yeah. that's how that's how they kind of see it. It's definitely it's definitely interesting and I want to look at it from from the performance point of view, like what can I get? My uh, assumption was when I bought the GTX 970 as an example, my assumption was, well, the PS4 is, is a mid to low level PC. At the same time, you don't want the console people to have a lesser experience. Although at the same time, the hardware is only capable of what it's capable of. So there is a, like you, you even talked about it with Assetto Corsa on PS4, it's only capable of a certain amount. But at still SRO and, and 505 and so on, they will want they will want those cars, those series, those drivers, they will want them to be represented in a proper way so people can get into it, they can feel the excitement of it and, and be part of, because I understand that it, when ACC goes, as it comes through, there will be the kind of the ranked multiplayer and there will be will be kind of a career thing. There'll be like the, you know, the not, not the, not the, F1 2018, not like the pit experience, not like the career thing, but there will be more because let's face it, the career that is on Assetto Corsa and even I believe on console, it's not really a career. It's just no, an option you click. It's just and, a and it's, it's just a bunch of races that you know hit hit here do this uh, race here do the next race. It's, it's like it's like an afterthought. So you know what I, I want to be. Understand. I want to be into. I want to have to go through interview John Watson in the game. I think you're right. I think it should be like. Uh, should yeah. be like the Codemasters games, isn't it? You, you know, feeling tough yeah. questions from Watty. I think that's that's yeah. the way forward. They've missed a trick. Or, 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 or having somebody like John Heinhein there, or, or or John Watson, and so that would be great, actually. Yeah, and I think and I think that's what they've talked about. They wanted to kind of communicate the feeling, and the irony of it is something like that is perfect for consoles because it's what Assetto Corsa does not have on console. Funnily enough, you know. It's yeah, funny. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think uh, uh, Project Cars Two has a. Uh, a much bigger console following than than a set of Corsa does, and yes, while you know uh, Project Cars Two does have a career mode, it's still not it's nowhere near the sort of uh, the level that the Codemasters games are at. I think the Code Codemasters are excellent at the, at the career side yeah. of things. You know wh- yeah. wh- whether you like the game or not, on the way it drives, it's hard to sort of look at the experience they create there and think, yes, oh, that's that's that. Yeah, that is an engaging game. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't particularly like the media stuff in the new game. It all feels a bit arbitrary. No. But you know that that's that's by the by the the rest of the thing. You know, I played um, F one twenty seventeen last year when it came. I played it casually. I just I played it on the PlayStation rather than so I didn't take it too seriously. And yeah. I went through three seasons on uh, I think fifty percent length races rather than one hundred percent because life's short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know I really played played a lot of that because it was so engaging and fun. So, but it was nice. It was yeah. nice, and that—that's what I've heard people say. And it's funny how, like, if you could get the the career, the the experience elements of Codemasters F one, maybe the driving model of of Kunos, for example, that's an AC and ACC, and then if you could get the selection of con, the breadth of content that maybe is in Project Cars two. I mean, I mean, Project Cars two even has Le Mans. Like that would be the kind of. The, 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 that would be the, the 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 mix. Now, of course, it's never going to happen. No. Such is the such is the realm of this is of, you're of, in the you're in the realms of sort of designing the perfect woman there. It's a yeah. it's a <laughs> dangerous dangerous yeah. grounds. It yeah, only ends exactly. in trouble, doesn't it? So, 
And no, Project I, Cars too. I, go on, go on, Chris. I was yeah, just going to say, my, my, I, I think mm. this is this is something we all do as sim racers. We all say, oh, you know, if only, yeah. uh, you know, this track and these cars from Project Cars two were in this game or what have you. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be great. I mean, I love the uh, the breadth of content. You know, the like the LMP nine hundred cars and the uh, the mm. Group C cars in in Project Cars two. I don't necessarily like the way they drive as much as some other sims. So I'd rather yeah. they were in other things. But we, it, I think. We have we are so spoiled now for choice. Absolutely, we have five, yeah. as a four or five really good racing sims. You know, they all of them have their strengths, all of them have their weaknesses, uh, and I I get a lot of value out of just being like, okay, I'm going to go and sit down in race room and I'm going to drive some touring cars today because that's what I want to do. That's the best sim mm. for doing touring cars, and I'm going to do that. And then tomorrow I'll go and jump into a set of Corsa or R Factor and I'll do some GT racing. Yeah. And that's great. So I get really disappointed when, uh, you know, people leave a comment and you know, you'll say something innocuous and then someone will say, oh, you know, Project Cars 2 is crap. A set yeah. of Corsa is rubbish or, you know, this, this sim is great. So, no, it's not. They're all great. They're all brilliant. They all have flaws uh, and some may not fit your particular wants because those flaws are quite bad, but none of them are crap. They're all bloody great. <laughs> and I think we should all focus on on how good everything is, not how bad everything is. They're all amazing pieces of software in their own right. And indeed, um, I think it was, was it Mike? They recently did a video on Project Cars 2. Yeah, the Ferrari DLC. And I commented, and I, I didn't mean any harm. I just said, it's one title I can never warm to because I just can't get the force feedback. Because I just, I, I have a T300 base. And indeed, I've been. I'm on my third one. That's a long story. But you have, you have, you have the raw and the and the. You have the three options, the three profile, the three pairing profiles, if you will. And you have the Jack Spade thing. And I just couldn't. The audio doesn't work for me so well. I couldn't get the force feedback working. And I have tried. And then you had people commenting on my comment. Well, for me, the the force feedback in AC is nonsense. Whereas in Project Cars 2, it's great. And that's everybody's opinion. That's entitled to opinion. But I, I must go back to Project Cars 2 again because... I know there have been some updates. I have to try it again. But I mean, yeah. I, I, I love the 911, the, the silhouette of the Porsche. And I bought Porsche pack content for DLC for Project Cars 2. And in AC, you have the RSR from 1972, 73. Yes. Yeah. And they had, they, had, they had a version of that included in the DLC for Project Cars 2. And it's not even close to what Kunos created. It's no, the sound. I find, is, I find Project Cars varies very much from car to car sometimes and i think yeah. part of it's the stock setups sometimes uh yeah. undrivable i saw a comment from one of the guys saying uh, yeah, someone was bashing project cars and he said oh, i bet this guy is only driving it with a stock setup which we've designed to work with a controller oh oh you've designed that stock setup to work with a controller that might might explain why it's so bloody wonky then <laughs> okay yeah um okay. so yeah i don't like the stock setups on some of the cars whereas on other cars they're great uh the aston yeah. martin dbr1 the 1950s le mans car is just extraordinary it's one of my favorite cars in sim racing it yeah. sounds amazing it drives brilliantly it's got that 1950s car thing where you tip the car into a corner and you know you just have to wrestle with the grip the whole way through and yeah that feels exactly like um you know you watch a video of sterling moss driving it at le mans or something and you the way his wheel inputs are you know if you drive it that way it works and is that a, is that using that's a stock amazing. setup yeah that's with is the that stock using setup. stock but on yes, other on other is, cars, yeah. I just I, is, I, it's almost like I'm driving. Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to make comparisons to other things. I think it's yeah, unfair. Yeah. But some cars just really nail it, and other and cars don't. don't. 
And, and I well, think part, a, of it, part yeah. of it's to do with setup, part of it's due to the feel. I don't think some of the way some of the stuff's modeled is particularly good. Um, yeah. Lots of cars that, uh, you know, I, I, I've gone out and on, I've gone on about it in the past. So in for a penny, mm. the Group yeah. C cars, which are my favorite series of cars in the world ever, uh, I will always go back to Group C. Um, yeah. They've got huge amounts of grip at low speed. And every time, you know, all the books I've read sort of, talk about these cars not having great mechanical grip and you watch um you know there's a great onboard from uh stefan beloff at spa yeah. i think in in 84 or 85 something like that i forget when it was uh the, you know, uh, and he's wrestling this car around and at low speed he's having to be so careful on the throttle and it, it's it's a handful this this 956 that he's driving but if you it's drive so much horsepower yeah yeah mm. you drive this 962 it's great in the fast stuff because it's got loads of downforce mm. And that's sort of what you expect, but you drive those cars in, in project cars too. And, uh, slow speed they're just planted still they're really stuck and you can just really nail the <laughs> throttle they, when and you can when they technically should not be yeah, yeah and exactly I, yeah. that, that feels that's always felt wrong to me and i'm gonna get yeah. probably get lots of abuse in the comments for this but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just how i feel uh, and i might not be, at all a, this is that this is one of the big problems isn't it we all yeah, have preconceptions yeah. about okay this car's gonna drive like this or uh you know this is like yeah. this you know i think uh we're driving to what we imagine a car's like, not what it actually necessarily yeah. feels like. I don't know about you, exactly, but I've never, yeah. no one's ever given me the option to drive a Porsche 962. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I'll never and you know, it. to be completely honest, like everybody says it, everybody says it on the you know, channels. Like, I, well, I have no real world experience. I can't really tell. The only people who can are like people like Nikki team. And everybody says it, like uh, Graham and Muscle says it, and Jimmy says it, and you have said it. And I, I only go on, well, well, I, I have my PC and I have my wheel and I have my headphones and, and I don't even have VR. I have this track IR thingy, but never mind. But I am only going on what I can kind of, what I'm experiencing from the software and the hardware that I have. And, the, and, and this, like, sometimes what amazes me is, you know how, how in whatever game, let's say race room, a car will hit you from the left, from the rear, and you'll, you'll feel a bump in the wheel. Yeah. And I thought, well, how, like, how is that even working like that? Because <laughs> that, that's what fascinates me. And that sometimes it's just, it's just a little thing. Like maybe, maybe you go over a, a, a turn, a chicane, and maybe the back end starts to swing. So you kind of, you kind of turn to quick correct and it spins out and you can, you can hear the audio or maybe somebody bumps you from behind. That's the race room AI. That's another topic, but, but you can kind of feel it. <laughs> Feisty, that, for me, yeah, they are indeed they are. But that for me, like I'm like, I'm, I'm experiencing that. Like I have no, I have no butt kickers. I have no rotating seat. I just have a, I have a, a wheel stand pro and an office chair and I tilt it back and away I go. And, and <laughs> as long as, as long as I'm allowed to play, put, because put, put your sunglasses <laughs> on. <laughs> and, uh... and put, put on the helmet. Cause no, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm using, I'm using voice control and it's something that I wanted to talk about in a video, but the kid, it drives the kids mad because I'm sometimes it doesn't work. So I'll be shouting at the microphone <laughs> saying, you know, display on, display off, you know, and they're like, daddy, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? But, but it, everyone's like, and, idea and, of a dystopian future, isn't it? Is that we're just sitting there with this piece of technology yeah, in front of a yeah. computer, do this. That, and it, it's yeah. something that or Orwell should have included in, 19, <laughs> in 1984, everybody sitting in sim rigs. But it's like you said, you're all, like, I have no, experience all i know is well well i know that this is rear wheel drive i know the horsepower amount i know it's from 1985 1974 so i know that it can't be that stable yeah, they haven't invented tires yet <laughs> yeah i'm exactly i'm only going on what i can experience and 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 i know like you know the, the there are 
there are motion rigs and there are VR, but I, I, I just try and get on with, with what I have. And for me, and we talked, we touched on this earlier. It's all about a learning experience because I'm learning new things all the time. And like from people like yourself, Chris, and I want to thank you, by the way, for the content you've created, like the stuff, the historic stuff you did about the chaparral. And I watched that and, and like, it's, I'm like, that's like, for me, that's like listening to an audiobook or listening to a podcast. It's really relaxing, you know, and I, <laughs> I learn something new all the time. And also, by the way, you mentioned, I made a mental note, you mentioned the DBR1 Aston Martin from the 50s in, um, Project Cars 2. Is that the car that uh, Carol Shelby would have driven? Or uh, something I think, yeah, similar? Yeah, Carol Shelby did drive one. I, I forget there's a big list of people that drove that car. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's all the big names. Uh, you know, you, I think yeah. uh, you've got Moss and Clark. And I think yeah. Carol Shelby did. Uh, you've you've yeah. caught me off guard a bit there. My my yeah. motorsport knowledge is really uh, sort of seventies yeah. onwards. Really, it, it's yeah. a it's a bit of a it's a I must admit it's a bit of a black spot for me. I need I, I do know I need to go right. Okay, we're gonna I, this year we're gonna learn about you know pre war um, you know endurance yeah. racing and things like that. But yeah, I I went off down the rabbit hole of Carol Shelby and and those those videos don't have many don't have a ton of views but i thought well well i just i just i just thought it was interesting and and down i went and then i i bought some um actually i, I bought some some dlc content to represent those cars and i realized that some of the content was available for free hey chris we've been talking for an hour and a half i want to keep <laughs> have you we really? keep you <laughs> yeah we have exactly we could keep going on um i wanted to ask you now you 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 play ac a lot um because I've been looking at the various sources for uh, for AC, there I mean there are so many sites. The the mods that you use for AC is it is it mostly is it a is it a mix of like free content and then third party like paid for like United Racing Design and Racing Studio or do you do or is it a mix or do do you do you have a preference in terms of where you get your mods from? Because you said like a lot of the stuff is is very poor. So in terms of the cars that you like, and let's say the cars that you like to drive in AC, in a set of courses that are that are based on mods. Where where do you where do you find the best content is from? Um, I, I mean, I, if there was one, if I was just going to say to someone, go to one place and get race department. On race department, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. They've they only have uh, content that's not ripped, or uh, you know, yeah. I think stuff that is based on other people's mods is done with permission, and it's uh, lovingly done in a community environment where people offer constructive criticism, and it's ranked. So you know, you can see that this mod's got five hundred five star ratings. Yeah. You know, you know what you're getting into, and there's be hundreds of comments yeah. saying, "Oh, okay, no, there's a glitch here. It doesn't work in this particular thing, but here's a workaround." Yeah. Or you know, if it's a track, someone will say, "Oh, here's an AI file I've updated for it because they're a bit slow through turn three and four, and that's brilliant. That I love. That's for me is just an exemplary uh, idea of how we should be sharing content and providing a community environment for for a racing game that has that kind of modern community. Race department does it excellently. And, and the other I, side, it, the other side yeah, of the, sorry, mm-hmm. um, the other side of the coin is mm-hmm. the Facebook groups and things like that, which don't really have a huge amount of quality control because you know most of them allow anyone to post and say, "Oh, here's a mod I found of of this car," and you you know maybe it's a rip from Forza Motorsport or something else, mm-hmm. uh, and what have you. And then there's even worse than that is you've got websites that are taking some of these mods that are freely available, some that have been 
lovingly created by people that have worked incredibly hard on them and some that are just rips from other games with some imported physics from one of the other Assetto Corsa cars. And they just, mm. uh, yeah, and they're selling them. And I've been, I was caught out by that in the early days. And uh, it doesn't feel good to, to find out that you've no, paid money no, for, no. Uh, a, you know, it's like going into to a shop and realizing you've bought a pirated movie. I mean, you know, yeah. mm. if you're buying it off a market yeah, exactly, store yeah. or something, maybe, yeah. maybe you know where you're getting it from. But, you know, so... Um, yeah, I think the only place I would recommend anyone to get mods from is race department. But then again, yeah. as there are, there are people like you say, like, uh, racing studios and United racing design. Perhaps even you could say that the race department is kind of the backbone of AC in a way. I think kind I, of like- I would say race department outside of iRacing. I think race department is the mm-hmm. backbone of the sim racing community. Well, certainly in the English speaking world. And multiple world, sims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know how it is outside of that, but. Uh, I, I know there are other places our factor two fans hang about, but I think uh, that, you know, and the, the yeah. race room has its own forums and they've all, they've all got their own little communities, but I think there's enough overlap in, in race department. Uh, uh, and I think they deserve a real shout out for the, the community they've they helped, do. helped develop. They do. Um, and yeah. I would encourage people, for example, to go to, to, to uh, follow the Twitter and also go to the, uh, the um, race department youtube channel and subscribe there because yeah, paul, paul wants, paul wants everyone to subscribe so yeah. uh, hello all right guys paulie i, like, I love <laughs> paul because he's like he's like somebody from you know somebody from he's like the drummer from oasis doing sim racing i love paul and his content now his content content now is really good and i encourage people to go and subscribe subscribe and um, register register for a race department to get mods because also you can't you can't download mods if you don't register and also if there's an update you'll get a you'll get an alert and also also consider um premium membership which i i admit i don't have but i know they have leagues there and they have kind of trading courses for people so yeah definitely, if, you, if you want to get involved in the online races yes get premium yeah. membership but everything yeah. else is free um, so if you just want to join in with the discussion or download mods or skins or yes, what have you, then yeah. it's all completely free. It's nuts. Yes. Uh, I can't, believe, nuts. They do, I can't the, believe they it, do that for free. In this day and age, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Chris, uh, we've been here for an hour <laughs> and 40 minutes. We could go on. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And thank you so much for joining. Now, you have a f- very fascinating breadth of content and thank you for your your channel your your cha- channel is excellent and may it continue to grow uh, have you got something coming up now have you got something planned now i know you're probably a bit burned out with, with acc <laughs> and so on and i saw you you on twitter you you were building some legos i, w- so, I was working so, on some lego last night because i was yeah, fed, fed up of buy, working now, on youtube were, video. Were, <laughs> were, they, were they were they a gift or were you bold and did you go to the toy shop um, or how did those come it's about somewhere in between I, t- I, I, I took the wife out yesterday afternoon and we went around a yeah. garden center and they had uh, a lego harry potter set and she really ah. wanted a Lego Harry Potter set. So oh, my kids, I thought, my kids well, if are I'm mad buy- into Harry Potter If right I'm now, buying yeah. her the Lego Harry Potter hot, then I've got to buy myself a Porsche 919 and a Ferrari 458. You'd have to really, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it'd yeah. be wrong not to. Yeah. <laughs> and put them on the shelf. My, my, kids, uh, my kids are mad into Lego and they're crazy about Harry Potter because they're reading the books now. So Can, so I, can I just um, say one thing before, before we leave? Speaking of... Speaking of both gamer muscle earlier and and my wife, I saw you were watching uh, and you commented on. He did a live stream last week where he was cooking his mm-hmm. lunch. He was cooking a hamburger yes. for lunch, he and was. I started watching that as well. 
And mm. partway through this stream going on, I'm watching this, and my wife comes into the room, and instinctively I shut the laptop as fast as I can, like she caught me watching some sort of adult video <laughs> or something. Yeah. And do you know why? Because I couldn't for the life of me explain why I was watching a grown man cook a hamburger. And I still, yeah. to this day, I, still, yeah. I thought about it several times since. I still don't know why I was sitting and watching Game of Arsenal cook a hamburger. I don't know either. I mean, and there were dozens of other people watching it as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we need to form a, yeah. a, a support yeah. group or something to, to work out why we were all so uh, unwell. <laughs> he, he, he went to, what was, it, what was it? Was it Little he went to? I think he and went he to Little, yeah. He, he bought only, only the best for Game of Muscles channel. He went to this, pe he bought this pepper and cheddar cheese and then he, he had the phone, he had a phone mounted. <laughs> he had the screen facing out. He had the phone mounted above the, the, the above the gas hub. And I thought, surely the heats, and he had it, he had it charging and the, the cable was, was stretched all the way to the, to the end. And it I was, surely, it was I a very the, professional setup. I enjoyed it. And he had, he had another camera mounted over his shoulder, which he said, which he said was, 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 was um was was hung up on the back of a chair or something with cell tape and I believed him, and he said he had he had the he had the phone above the hub and I thought surely the heat the heat of the grease is going to get to it and he says now now I'm going to review I got some cheese here in Lidl it's it's pepper cheddar let's do a review oh it's not that bad and there and, <laughs> but the thing was that you have the fans like who are in his Discord and they really get it and they're like there's there's so many kind of in jokes. And he's doing his thing. And for some reason, because it's because it's Gamer Muscle, because it's James, for some reason it worked. I don't know why, but it did. But like you, why I was watching, I had no idea. It's the only time I've ever watched a live stream of someone cooking their lunch. I can tell you that yeah. for certain. So uh, maybe Gamer Muscle has <laughs> unlocked the uh, secret to uh, quality content. <laughs> I've had great giggles with him about about biscuits because you know like I'm from Ireland and we get the same kind of stuff and you know you have the the, the, the Crawford's pack and you you know everybody eats the, <laughs> the chocolates everybody eats the chocolate ones and the bourbons first so I, I really he's he's just a guy Chris or sorry Chris uh, James is himself and and Jimmy is himself and you say like I look at Jimmy. And Jimmy, Jimmy is like over 150,000 already now. Yeah, I know. And that's crazy, isn't it? It was only it's, it's crazy. It two, it's two months ago or something. It was 100,000. And, and I think that, and you see it time and time and again. The reason why people love Jimmy so much is because he's so humble. I mean, I, I had, I asked Jimmy to come on the show and Jimmy had just yeah, lost yeah, 100K. Watch the, watch the episode. 100K. And I wanted Stephen to come on. Stephen Bailey or Boyley, I wanted something different. And like I asked Jimmy to come on and Jimmy crossed 100K and Jimmy said, no problem. And Jimmy, Jimmy came on just like that, you know? So, and that's the magic, that's the magic of Jimmy. And I believe also that's the magic of you. You're, you're, you know, you, you know, you know what you want to do. You're building a following and, and, and James also the same. And also, you know, so many of us like, um, um, actually I posted a video. I, I, this is a funny story. I was in Gamer Muscles Discord and he has a category called filthy YouTubers. And in there was, 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 um, was, um, random call sign and, 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 uh, William Marsh. And I thought, Ooh, would I, be, it's so stupid. Would I be in there someday? And then I posted the video and somebody said to one of the admins, Hey, will you put him in the filthy YouTubers? So I got added, I got added to the filthy 
YouTuber category, and I thought I've commented commented to James, hey, I've made it now, you know, I'm, I'm with, I'm, I'm, I'm in there with, with the big boys. But but is it I, is it like uh, joining the Masons? Do you know the secret handshake? Yeah, now? yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like becoming one of the Illuminati. It's like joining a cult. But but I I think it's and and it comes back to, I mean, I I try and follow the trends on YouTube, and you had all this. Logan Paul nonsense and all these things going on. And I'm we supposed think, to be eating Tide Pods. Is, is that the yeah, thing? Uh, something like that? And I genuinely believe, no matter you know the so, so size of your channel, like no matter what you're doing, it's all about making you know doing stuff that's honest. You're being yourself and you're creating what you can't want to create. And I've talked about this before with Billy. I think it was. It's kind of well. Well, if you don't, if you're not creating content that you want to create, you wouldn't be doing it in the first place. You know, no, absolutely. you know the kind of way. I think the thing that uh, that strikes me, you know, you mentioned uh, GM and uh, and Jimmy there quite yeah. a bit. I think the thing that they've both got very much in common that doesn't always necessarily come across to someone that's maybe that, that that doesn't do it themselves is how much work they obviously have to put in to do that. Oh yes, you know, I mean, yeah. Game of Muscles sometimes streams twice a day because he's insane, I guess. But uh, you know, he's uh, a bit mad. Yeah, I think you know it, yeah. the. It, the sort of the sort of, you know i put in sort of 14 hour days to 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 deal with real life and putting together these videos and things like that and it's it's a yeah. lot of hard work so for everyone else that does it and you know i only put out a couple of videos a week because i, I spend a lot of time editing and have a sort of different approach to things but you know you, you look at those guys who are out live streaming for four or five hours every day and putting videos out social media mm. and, 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 and Jimmy's away doing commentary on the, the G, uh, Gran Turismo mm. stuff and people yep. are traveling and stuff. It's like, these people aren't working hard. They're working really hard. You know, so. Yeah. And I, and I think really the light that it is exactly. And I think the live streaming has, has meant the growth in Jimmy's channel. And I am absolutely fascinated. And I never saw this coming where Jimmy would be, would be live streaming a, a, an endurance event in in iRacing or in the in the uh, the virtual WEC, for example, driving the Nissan Nisbo, and it have five or six five or six thousand people in the stream watching, and that's lo- that's long. It's in the dark. It's the same car on Le Mans, lap after lap after lap, and people are still watching. And, and for three and, and for a three hour stint, he's not even driving, isn't it? No. <laughs> Oftentimes he's just sitting there lying on his bed, and maybe sometimes his brother Matt comes and joins him, and it's fascinating. But people just People like Jimmy for Jimmy. That's yeah, the whole absolutely. thing. I mean, I think that's the thing. I, yeah. I, I get comments sometimes, uh, you know, where people are like, oh, you know, why haven't you got this many subscribers yet? Or why haven't you got to X? You know, it's a great channel, all those usual sort of nice things. And I sit and think, yeah. well, I've got, I'm, I'm coming up on sort of 3,000 subscribers at the moment. So I'm quite a small channel. Yeah. And I find mm. it nuts that 3,000 people share enough interest, common interest in, in this weird little niche of sim racing, yeah. let alone yeah. 150,000. And you know, yeah. hundred. You know, yeah. you're right. Jimmy's got six thousand people watching him at some ungodly hour in an yeah. iRacing event. Just six thousand mm. people. It just it blows my mind. That's more yeah. than iRacing yeah. get logged onto their servers during those events. So. It, 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 exactly. And I, I mean, I'm right now. I'm I'm just under three hundred, and and I get comments on the podcast. People say thank you so much. I, I was cleaning out the garage or maybe I was driving to work and I listened to this and it was great. And I, that's, that's for me, that's great. And I've spent hours and hours editing and so on and so on. But that, that to know that somebody gives a nice comment that's genuine, that's constructive, that's great, you know? That kind of drives oh, yeah, me, no, it, so to it, speak. It means you know? the world. Uh, Don't do yeah. you find the, uh, I certainly find the worst thing about uh, becoming a, a 
but I don't like calling myself it, but becoming a YouTuber, if you will, is that mm. I've had much less time now because I have to spend time making videos and, you know, answering comments. And I do try and uh, respond to everyone that comments. Um, yeah. Is that you run out of time to actually watch other people's videos. So I've, I've only watched I've only watched yes. a couple of Assetto Corsa Competizione video. I watched um, I watched a bit of Jimmy's and I watched a bit of uh, Nikki Teams and I watched a little bit of Gamer Muscles. Um, mm. You know, skipping through some of the bits, you know, the sort of setupy bit because I just don't have time to sit and enjoy the content in the the way I used to. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a double edged sword. It is. I I watched Jimmy's, I watched Nikki's, and I watched one one of yours, I think, and that was enough because I I got the picture I wanted. I mean, I had read the blog posts that Paul had reposted on Race Pro. Yeah, they they were very Sorry. good. They, yeah. The Kunos, they were very good. They were excellent. Uh, I should yeah. technically be reading them from from the Kunos blog, but Paul had reposted them, and I read them there and I looked at the comments. So I already had the context, and then I watched a few, and then I I had enough because, like I said, I bought the title. I haven't even run it, which is completely insane. But I've been just <laughs> working on something else and I'm tied for time because I'm, I'm doing it in sections and then the kids will come in or whatever so I, I'm, I'm kind of I, you know I, I'm, I'm trying to mash and then try, trying to mash the different scenarios together because life goes on in the background well there's and also the other happen- problem where you schedule a, yeah. a, a recording for yeah. to be one hour long and then they go yeah. rabbit exactly. on and on and on and it goes on to two <laughs> hours and you know <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But it's been fascinating. Now, Chris, I'll, I'll, you need to enjoy your Sunday. I'll let you go. Have you got? Uh, I'll go to link to your channel. I'm going to link to your uh, any social media, Twitter, Instagram, and so on. And I, I I implore people to go and check out your channel because it's amazing. Now, have you got anything coming up on the channel like other than ACC? And then you, like you said, you've been a bit bit busy. You want to take a break, and of course, um, um, and please show some pictures of the Legos once they're done. I would like to see those. Uh, have you got anything coming up on the channel? Any any, any historic, any topics, anything at all you would like to plug before we go? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for the kind words. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, I've not really got anything coming up that's worthy of a plug. I'm just working sort of week by week to grow the channel at the moment. I'm, as I said, yeah. I'm around 3,000 subscribers. It's grown very quickly. I only started the channel at the beginning of the year. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm focusing on, on just doing videos about what I enjoy. There's loads of yeah. great sim racing stuff on the horizon. Uh, just, we've never had a, a better time as sim racers. There's so much stuff coming out so much stuff that's just come out that uh, yeah, I'm not worried about the sort of content. There's but never, been a, be- for choice, there's never yeah. been a better time to be a YouTuber no. covering sim racing no. stuff, I think. No, that's true. That's true. All we need now is money for all we need now is money for the hardware, money for the titles, and money for the DLC. Because <laughs> I'm trying because, to save up, trying to save up for a direct drive wheel, and I keep having to spend it on games. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's the, and and everybody I'm like everybody I'm following Jimmy and so on. Everybody has direct drive, and everybody has VR, and everybody has GTX 1080s. And I just don't got it right it's, now. Well, it's, it's endless. That's the problem. You know, I, I, I've, been, I've been need, building up my rig for. Uh, yeah. about three years now and yeah. uh, and longer with that for the PC so that, you know the PC stuff and some of the monitors and the audio stuff is is from older than that uh, you know I do get lots of comments yeah. like oh man you've got a really impressive setup that must have cost you a fortune it's like yeah it did but it's taken years I'm not I'm, I'm yeah. not a particularly yeah. wealthy person you know just oh. got a normal job and do normal things yeah. like normal people yeah. Uh, yeah but you just you know it's it's taken me years <laughs> It's still going to take years to get to where I want it to be as well. Chris, thank you very much for joining. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
This show will be available on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher Radio and also available in RSS feed for adding to your favorite podcasting player. It'll also be available to download directly from my website or listen to. And also if you're listening on iTunes, I'd appreciate a rating and review to help support the channel and spread the word about the podcast. Cheers. Although if, if people don't like, they're going straight down into David Jones's locker. So they better click the like button.